0: Uh, Hi everyone Uh, we're here with another uh, case study and today is a very special guest uh, Trey Uh, so Trey hi there how you doing mate I'm doing well yeah awesome awesome Um, so first of all why don't you start uh, the way we always like to start a quick introduction and how you found us
1: sure Uh, so uh, my name is Trey I live in uh, Santa Monica in Los Angeles in the States uh, I'm 35 years old. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I own and operate an e-commerce business. Uh, my wife, who I met seven years ago, is originally from Taiwan, uh, but moved to the states when she was nine. Uh, so she's actually uh, natively fluent in in Mandarin and in English. Um, but I decided, you know, about three four years ago, uh, that I would like to to learn the language. Partially to be able to communicate with her family better, uh, partially because I, I end up spending up spending a lot of time in Taiwan, mm. um, but also for work I uh, spend quite a bit of time in Asia. I'm there four or five times a year uh, in in countries all over the place. But uh, Mandarin would definitely come in handy in in several situations. So, a uh, couple big motivations for for wanting to learn the language. Um, we'll, we we do not have any kids yet, but we likely will at some point and we, we will raise our children to be bilingual. So, mm-hmm. uh, don't want to be left out of a conversation. Uh, and, yeah. and also just want to be able to share in that part of, uh, you know, my future kids, uh, you know, culture and, and history. So, uh, so because of all those reasons, I, I decided, you know, three or four years ago that I wanted to, uh, wanted to learn the language. And to be honest, for three or four years, it's been a you know, continual start and stop. Uh, And I've, you know, recently many times have have failed many times, uh, really to be properly motivated and and get in a groove and and truly make it uh, a habit and a daily part of my life. Mm. Um, Mm. At various points in the past few years, one of the things that I was always drawn to was sort of the the meta learning aspect of it. So I, Mm. I would always go down these rabbit holes of uh, you know, reading articles and watching YouTube videos and sort of learning how to learn, and that always motivated—at least, uh, at least in the short term—that always motivated me. And uh, I was in Taiwan this most recent uh, Chinese New Year, right before uh, COVID like, took over the world. Uh, yeah. And uh, typically, coming out of a trip to Taiwan, I'm also pretty motivated. So I uh, went down another one of these rabbit holes and just started sort of exploring different ways that people were learning. Uh, a language, and I think I ended up on a track of of looking at different polyglots, and I got to finding Steve Kaufman, who I know you guys are familiar with, and mm-hmm. and watching a bunch of of his videos and getting really uh, sucked into to his method of, uh, you know, lots of comprehensible input and listening uh, as much as possible, uh, and I think you know one one YouTube video to another may may have led me uh, to you guys and discovering uh, the Mandarin Blueprint, so. A uh, long winding way of getting there, but I think about a month ago now I I kicked off with the pronunciation course, and then quickly thereafter started the foundation.
0: Fantastic. So um, so your your wife's uh, family, like the, the parents and stuff, are you, can you communicate? Do they speak English at all, or is it is it all translation for you at the moment?
1: Uh, so so they they lived in the states um, for about 10 years and then moved back when my oh. wife went to college um and so her father i can communicate with um it's not it's not great it's not fluent by any means but w- mm. we can have conversations and, and we can communicate her mom I mean, my my chinese is better than her mother's english uh right, at this point. okay so uh, yeah. um yeah so that, that that's pretty much you know pointing to food and you know t- <laughs> talking about super simple things and not having you know mm. very meaningful conversation at this point so I, I definitely would would love to have that you know improved relationship with her
0: yeah, that's such a great reason to, to, to deepen your connection with your wife's family. I mean, that's one of my reasons, and uh, yeah, it's sure. It's uh, it's a great, it's a great sort of motivation for you. Awesome. So you found yep. us just randomly, sort of through YouTube, just happened to stumble upon us. Um, so you weren't searching actively for a Chinese course.
1: I think I was searching for, you know, a combination of a a reason to get motivated again and a method or something that would would lead me down that. Path. And, and mm. so I actually started using, is it Link or LinkQ, whatever uh, Steve Kaufman's uh, company is for, for sort of a, uh, what is it? Um, the, the reading, I forget, what's the term? Um,
0: uh, you're sort of reading along and listening. I, I believe they, I believe he calls it interleaved learning. I'm not 100% on that. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> like listening and reading at the same time. Sure. Yeah.
1: So, so anyway, I started going down that path and, and they actually have a, a pretty extensive uh, library for simplified Chinese, but not for traditional. And I, in all of my learning over these past few years, I'm always seeking uh, something that supports traditional characters. Um, and so I started using it, but they didn't have much content. And I sort of uh, was still searching. Mm. And I think after just watching a handful of videos of you know both you and Phil, I got sold on the pronunciation course. I figured, regardless of character usage, mm. uh, this is going to be valuable anyway. And so I started watching um, started watching some videos and signed up for the pronunciation course. And I think I was three days in and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm sold. Whatever these guys are doing, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. I, I just was blown away by the content. And so at that point I, I think I sold myself on, you know what, speaking and, and listening and conversing is by far the priority for me. Right. And so it's, it's worth it for me to kind of go this path of mm-hmm. uh, still learning simplified characters so that I can learn to speak. And you know, eventually the, the plan, the goal is obviously still to learn traditional as that's what's primarily used in Taiwan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I think I, I always let that be a barrier in the past. And to be honest, your guys' content was so good and the pronunciation course was so good mm-hmm. that it convinced me to, to learn
0: the, the different character set. We rarely, that's, that's great to hear. Thanks. We rarely get to talk about the pronunciation mastery because usually when we do these sorts of interviews, we jump straight into the character learning method and things like that. But as you've mentioned it, what about the pronunciation mastery sort of drew you in? What was, what was the, what was the best part of it for you?
1: It was, I mean, it isn't just the, the the video content itself being, being so strong. I think it was how simple you guys made it. Um, you know, I have, I probably have 20 20 Mandarin apps on my phone and some of them have pronunciation, uh, you know, components to it or exclusively pronunciation. And there's a billion blogs and websites and articles that talk about it. And for the most part, I found all of those to be way too complicated and way too, you know, way too um, particular to an individual, uh, you know, initial and ending. To the point where it felt like, all right, depending on this, you know, one of a hundred different ways um I might say something. This is exactly where I put the front of my tongue. This is how I exhaled breath here. This is, you know, it, it just felt all too complicated. And you guys just simplified it so much of like, you know, tongue at the bottom of your teeth, the top of your teeth, or curled back. And that was just like that was such a a relief for me and a game changer. Um and, and the way you guys organized the tones in terms of you know, the, the complicated ones or the troublesome ones and the simple ones, it just it just became so clear and obvious the way you guys laid that out um, awesome. visually. Um, but it, yeah, that yeah, that, that really hooked me.
0: Oh, brilliant, thanks. So um, this is kind of a moot question because you kind of already touched on it, but uh, we just like to ask this because sometimes something comes out that we didn't expect, right? Which is, yeah. what does it mean for you, uh, Trey, if, uh, or when, not if, but when you speak Chinese with a reasonable level of fluency. I don't say fluently because fluent is just a very, sure, like happiness. Like what is that? You know, it's a very wide or broad term. But anyway, so like if you yeah. f- speak to a level of fluency, you'd be able to communicate well with, say, your parents-in-law and stuff, and you'd be able to read novels or whatever you want to read uh, in Chinese. What would that mean for you, and what might you do with that skill?
1: Yeah, I mean, it. it, it not to uh, sound extreme, but it would just completely change my life. Uh, I, I would you know, I would have much more meaningful relationship um, with that side of my family. But also when I'm I mean, I love Taiwan, I love traveling there, I love the country, the people, the food, and it would just I think dramatically enhance uh, my ex- experience uh, while I'm there several times a year. I, and I think there's, there's a, a high likelihood that I live there at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the ability to, to communicate easily and, you know, read the signs around you uh, and be able to navigate uh, easily, I, I think is just a it's a complete game changer. And on the professional side, I mentioned I spent a lot of time in Asia, uh, all over. And regardless of where I'm at, I actually spend most of my time in um, sort of Hong Kong and Vietnam. But a lot of people um, that I'm working with and interacting with are actually uh, Taiwanese. Um, and so Mandarin would still be useful. Even You know, every, everyone I interact with, for the most part, speaks some level of English. Uh, but as you know, even just a bit of uh mandarin fluency goes a, a really long way in terms of relationship building and rapport and respect yeah. uh and so i think there's a, a lot of uh fruitful things that could come from that professionally as well
0: yeah especially if you've got that we say this a lot you've probably heard us say this like with if you've got the slick pronunciation um even if you, your mm-hmm. grammar's a bit off you're not particularly that fluent or whatever if you if you speak with good pronunciation man i mean that alone just gives such a deep impression and it's like i don't think it's I don't think it's exaggerating whatsoever to say that's going to completely change your life and everything, especially when your life is already so interwoven with the Chinese culture um, uh, and the language itself. It's like, it, of course, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, I live in China and I've got a Chinese wife, but um, I plan on moving back to England and even then I'm sure um, it will make just a huge difference. How I just, in terms of, I don't know about you, but just in terms of how I spend my spare time you know, I mean, I, I, you know, this is about you, this me, but I'm going to talk about myself for a second. So I, 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 Please, I yeah. <laughs> so I completely, um, I completely quit alcohol, like less probably coming on a year now. I just completely quit it, just cut it out of my life. And the reason why I, why I did that, one of the reasons why I did that is because I wanted to focus more on learning <laughs> and reading. And like, if you knew mm-hmm. if you know me, you know that's so unlike me, you know I wouldn't certainly not an alcoholic but I am British and like it's sort of like what it's like oh spare I've got some spare time we'll go have a beer with with John you know and it's uh it's just such a big part of our culture and to cut that out and and also you know to um to read more I mean I'm not I wasn't really a reader so I mean is, is that have you found that yet or maybe uh maybe it's a bit early days yet but have you found that that just the idea of learning Chinese that the daily activity is altered your daily life quite a bit.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's fine. Some some of the changes you're talking about, um, I I definitely resonate with, um, but in particular right now, you know, this is, uh, we're recording this during, uh, COVID coronavirus, right? And in in the U S at least this is like full on quarantine mode. Right.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So,
1: it's, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate that I'm not affected from a health perspective or a financial perspective right now. And, you know, I've more or less been, you know, holed up in my apartment here for seven, eight weeks. And mm. since I started the Mandarin Blueprint, I, I've just noticed all of my habits changing, not just mm. language learning. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. eating healthier. I'm exercising more. Exercise Feel, like one, one thing feeds into another. Right yes. to to the point where I wake up and I can't wait to like look at my Anki Anki flashcards, which, which I uh, never would have felt six months ago even. Mm. Um, and given that I'm in quarantine and and you know there's not a lot of socializing happening right now, it's sort of given me this chance to build this incredible habit where, you know, I'm spending three or four hours a day on this now, and it, that just like feels like how I want to live my life even on the other side of this. So. Yeah. That, that all really resonates
0: with me yeah absolutely i mean there's there's something called a keystone habit. Have you heard of that before? yep, yeah, I only absolutely. heard about this recently and and they say that there's certain habits that if you keep them or drop them, that affects all the other habits and I think a big one is exercise, but I think another even big one for me is study you know like language, my, my, yeah. my, my language my daily uh, language learning if that if that if if anything else starts to drop and affects that then I I need to get it sorted out very quickly, you know. So that's that's an I mean, awesome...
1: Even just the the gamification of Anki, like <laughs> yeah, the flashcards zero world. every day, right?
0: Yeah, it's yeah, hit just, zero. it has to,
1: hit to zero. Yeah.
0: yeah, I've recently started doing them again, my Anki card because I I dropped off and I was for well two years yeah. really. I was I was more focused on reading and listening just in general to so just general content, mm-hmm. and which is fantastic, and that's what we encourage. But uh, I wanted to, I just wanted to get back into. It. I wanted it to be a bit more. Um, what do you call it, uh, surgical, I guess, with my learning. And I started doing Anki Cards. And yeah, just the, the addiction is right there still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, what parts of, let's jump into the actual, uh, talk about the method and how it's, and what you think about it and how you're doing with it. Um, what level are sure. you at the moment of the Mandarin Blueprint method?
1: Uh, I'm about to start level 19.
0: 19. Wow. So we usually send yes, out an invite I, uh, for this interview once you get to level twelve. So you signed up for the yeah. interview, and then in that short period of time, you've already gone up like you know seven levels. That's that's brilliant.
1: Yeah, I've been so I started with the the pronunciation course, and on the I think it was the fourth day, uh, I uh, signed up for the foundation course, and I did them in parallel until I finished the pronunciation course, and and I've been going pretty aggressively to be honest. I've been doing basically doing one level every single day. Wow. Um, so you know, I, I end up, especially in these later levels now, the video content itself can take you know an hour and a half or two hours. Mm. Um, but like like what we were just talking about, i I have the time and I'm more motivated than ever than ever. So I'm just I'm just kind of plowing through at this point.
0: So you're not just it's not just watching the videos, of course, because uh, the videos for people that don't know, it's it's walking you through the character learning. Uh, mainly and also we talk about mm-hmm. any words that you unlock and there's sentences to read once you unlock the sentences so there's a lot of content it's not just about watching videos right
1: yeah yeah for sure it's it is not just
0: yeah all oh, right next video next video you actually yeah, have to yeah, yeah. apply what you learned and so there's average on average between 20 and 50 characters depending on the per level so how many characters would you say you're actually learning a day for the moment Approximately, uh,
1: Well, so the initial, the initial sort of learning and movie making process, I'm, you know, I'm completing everything per level on a daily mm. basis. What I did realize, um, and it was a, an error on my part, in the last few days, I realized that I wasn't as uh, aggressively reviewing ah. to coincide with uh, the initial process, the initial learning process. So I found myself, and and now I'm playing a little bit of catch up. I was probably you know, five, six levels behind, right? So what would happen is I would go through the initial process of learning a character, you know, make the initial movie uh, scene in my mind, and then I wouldn't actually see it in Anki for Mm. five or six days, right? So a lot of times I'd be completely blank. Sometimes I would actually remember, um, but I would have to sort of recreate those scenes. And so since Mm. realizing that a few days ago, I've now like sort of changed the ratio and I'm like spending way more time uh, reviewing on a daily basis so I can at least catch up Uh, To where I'm sort of even on my reviewing and initial learning process
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea Um, You know because that's a nasty surprise Um, And it's like it's not very good for your ego as well Like if you you make all this effort to learn and then you forget to review Immediately because you have got to review really quickly, right? Otherwise your brain no matter how good the method is your brain will will lose it after a few hours or days or weeks or whatever So you have to get in there quick um, uh, While it's still sort of fresh So, yeah, so I'm I'm glad you realized that and you're you're sort of back on track with that. Um, Yep. What would you say are your three favorite parts or most impactful aspects of the method itself, the course? Uh,
1: Certainly the pronunciation method to kick kick things off. Mm -hmm. Um, The the pre-made Anki decks, frankly. I mean, in other methods and textbooks and courses that i've tried to some degree there may be some preset uh anki decks but a lot of them you have to make them on your own and the fact that everything is sort of queued up in such a an organized structured way even despite the shortcomings of anki and and how you know unuser-friendly it can be once you get the hang of it like it's you know it's it's just uh like second nature Mm. and so having that sort of queued up and you know i i i have uh the browse window and Anki open up as I'm going through the course, right? As I'm going through the videos and like one by one, as I hit on the next video, I then go to those specific cards and you know edit if needed, or at least review it and unsuspend it. And I do it sort of one by one. And and just that structure that you guys have sort of teed up. And so it's very easy to just learn and absorb as opposed to have to do the extra work of creating those materials. Um, I'd say that's by far the biggest value. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, lastly, just, it's not anyone in particular thing, it's just the content of the course, the, you know, how you guys mix it up and very, you know, uh, teaching, uh, teaching a character with uh, creating some props, with teaching a grammar lesson, which just having a, a little video of you and Phil talking and it's a bit of motivation, perhaps. Uh, the way that you guys sort of mix that up is, it just feels like the perfect mix where you never get too bored, you never get too challenged, like it, it just is uh, sort of a refreshing, variation of content to, to keep you motivated. Oh,
0: great, great, yeah. So I'm glad we, I'm glad we judged that okay, because we were trying to get an, a decent balance in there of like baby steps, holding your hand, and also just sort of letting you go and, and say, okay, you, you're sort of ready now, you, you, you've sort of grasped yeah. this concept by now, you should have done, hopefully, and then we just sort of make it more, let, we sort of help you less and less as the as the course goes through. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fantastic. So what have you uh, achieved so far? You're on level 19. Um, so what like literal results, so tangible results in terms of number of characters and words approximately, uh, and uh, any sort of less tangible results, you know, more sort of um, ones that maybe you wouldn't have, I wouldn't have uh, considered any sort of. in. Yeah, so, so, so tangibly,
1: you know, I'm on, on level 19. So I think I've uh, at least initially learned around 225 characters, something like that. Mm. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm a little behind in the review. So it's, it's not as though I've completely 100% retained all of that. I'd say, uh, you know, somewhere closer to 150 characters, maybe. I've, um, you know, gotten a few steps in uh, of retention. Um, I, I'd say the biggest impact or, or thing that I've learned has been more on the process and habit side, though. Mm. Uh, so a lot of the things that we've talked about in terms of, you know, I wake up every morning, I do at least my first little session of Anki and doing several sessions throughout the day. But just that, you know, about 20, 21 days in or what, you know, people typically say it takes about that long to build a habit. And I, mm. and I feel like I, I built that habit here in 10 days just because I was so, I was so hooked on it. Um, so I think that's been the biggest change. So regardless of what content is to come or how many characters are ahead of me or I have to learn it it feels inevitable now and and I don't think I've ever felt that in in any other uh course or textbook or or app that I've used before so now it's just you know just keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep waking up every day and and doing the same steps and and I I have great confidence now that that I will get there
0: so it's not just about yes I mean that's a huge thing I mean we we mentioned that a lot and that relates back to I'm going to big up Steve Kaufman again because he's a uh, one of the things that inspired me when I was just learning, just starting out with Chinese was a, something he mentioned about the three, he calls it the tripod of language learning. I'm not sure if he still uses this at all, but I, it still mm-hmm. resonates with me where it's um, a big part of it is attitude. Like That's one of the key pillars of how you're going to do how, Like on a daily basis, on a mid, medium to long term basis with language, whether you're going to succeed or not depends on your attitude in a huge way. And part of the attitude is believing that it's possible, right? And uh, when it comes to learning Spanish or something, we all sort of learn Spanish in school. And even though mm-hmm. it doesn't go well for most of us, we believe that it's possible. Well, yeah, sure, we can learn Spanish. Most A lot of people know people that speak Spanish and stuff. But it's learning, right. Chinese is always seen as that completely impossible one that no one can actually learn. Um, even my Chinese teacher from, I remember in university, I took like a short little Chinese, Chinese course, like an extra thing. I don't know what you call it, um, yeah. but uh, an extra part of the thing, extracurricular or whatever. And even she was just yeah. like, "Now you guys will probably never get to my level or any sort of native <laughs> level. But anyway, let's continue. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. never met anyone. And then, you know. um, but to actually believe that it's possible, I'm, 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 I'm really glad that we could do that for you. <laughs> We can get and, and to that point, I,
1: I I think I I forgot to mention this earlier, but in in my initial uh, discovery of Mandarin <laughs> Blueprint, and, and I think it was around the time I was either starting the Pronunciation Method or um, just before that, I saw the video. I think it's relatively new that I believe Phil put out where he he basically did the math, right, and said this is how long it will take you to learn with our mm-hmm. program, and he, and he, he broke it out by review hours and speaking hours and video course hours. And, you know, it's still some crazy high number, 26,000 minutes or something like that. But the way he laid it out, like, I think that was actually the moment that hooked me because regardless of how long it was, it was just such a clear roadmap. It's like, all you have to do, all you have to do is spend this time and then yeah. you'll, you'll achieve these results yeah. as opposed to just some ambiguous, never ending pursuit yeah. Yeah. that you may or may not hit. So that, that, was, uh, I think that was a really good video
0: it's so clear to me that you you've looked into the actual process of language learning and 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 you're aware of it and and because and yeah as, as long as you can you can just say okay as long as i know this method works i don't care if i have to spend a thousand hours on it or whatever we calculate i think it was eight eight hundred and something hours uh, yeah, in order to yeah. learn four thousand words and fifteen hundred characters essentially 94 percent coverage of the language these crazy numbers don't matter as long as you know it's going to work and you can just divide that by 365 days of the year and go, okay, how far can I get in a year? And we're, we're happy with that as human beings, right? No one out there yeah. actually expects to learn Chinese in 10 days, even though some, some people do write that down. And when we, <laughs> we even say like, you know, uh, reach a level of fluency in two months, as long mm-hmm. as you spend three hours a day solidly every single day without zero days, you know, and right. that, as long as you but you know, a lot of people are willing to do that and uh, it looks like you're one of them. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm very sort of hopeful. Not, not it's not hopeful because hopeful implies that you might fail, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Basically, I, I I believe in you. How about that, Trey? I, I think I think if you keep keep at it on a on a daily basis, I mean, you're going to get there, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I truly believe that. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what going into uh, sort of signing up, and you you mentioned that you were, it took you three days, um, and then you were sold. But in that three days, you were only watching the pronunciation mastery. Like when when you started. And the pronunciation mastery, it's sort of, uh, it's very clear, it's very simple, it's not particularly controversial in any way. Whereas the, you know, the hands and moving method and the remainder of the, the the curriculum can be quite weird, right? It's not can be, it is, it's weird. You know, trying to learn characters, especially if you have no experience of visual mnemonics, you know, all this sort of stuff. So, were you going into yeah. the character learning method? Was there was there any point where you were skeptical and just like, what, what, what this guy's on about? This is not going to work. Well, if I recall, even in the pronunciation
1: course, you guys, you know, sprinkle in a number of videos that are sort of, you know, not necessarily pronunciation specific, but sort of allude to the course or or, or perhaps I was watching just other videos on YouTube, but I can't recall, but, um, so I definitely felt like I was getting a a, still a broader picture than just this, you know, single track of pronunciation. Mm. Uh, and, and no, you know, I, I, I knew about the concept of memory palaces and, you know, I've, I've watched some of the TED talks that you guys have referenced and things like that. And mm. to me, in the same way, it's a very just uh, cerebral step-by-step process that doesn't rely on intellect necessarily. Mm. And it's just like, if you do it, you will remember it if you do this process. And I was very much a believer of that before I even started the program, just knowing w- what I know about memory and things like that. So um i'm not actually answering your question here i'd say that of any skepticism it would have just been not particular to mandarin blueprint but just of the next thing i'm trying Mm. based on my track record why would i have faith that this next thing is going to be any different right Mm. and Mm. that skepticism
0: was you know squashed two or three days in awesome awesome um so final question for you uh you probably know Mm -hmm. what it's going to be would you recommend uh (laughs) Mandarin blueprint and if so, why? If not, uh we'll just call it a day and we'll leave it <laughs> we'll end the call right there. Would you be would you be shocked if I if I didn't recommend it right now? Um
1: Yeah. That'd I, be the uh, twist, yeah, That'd be the, I, I twist in the story, it. wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, I absolutely recommend it. Um awesome. you know, based on all the things that I've said in, in um you know in this video and this podcast, but the the one thing I alluded to is that I've been doing this or or making several attempts over the years and have tried what I feel like is more than, you know, uh, most people probably have tried uh, Mm. in several years and I have a little Mandarin, you know, folder on my iPhone with literally 25 apps on it. So I feel like I've seen the world of uh, content and methods uh, Mm. when it comes to learning Mandarin. And, you know, I'm still early days, obviously. And, still need to to prove myself and, and get to these next stages. But from what I've seen so far, so far, this is, you know, I don't think it's exaggerating to say this is 100 times better than the next thing that I've seen. And I frankly think it's undervalued and underpriced. And I think it's uh, something that anyone who's remotely can, you know, considering learning the language at the very least, you know, spend a small amount of money on the pronunciation course and then decide and you know, I'd be surprised if everyone didn't convert from the pronunciation course over to uh, the larger Mandarin blueprint.
0: Oh, thanks, man. I'm, I'm a bit gandonged by that. That was my, <laughs> <laughs> that means moved in terrible on purpose Chinese accent. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for that. That was, that was one of the nicest things I think I've heard about the course. That's, really, that's awesome. Um, of course, but, I mean it. Yeah. Yeah, that's just great. I really appreciate it. And uh, you know, that's a perfect I think point to leave, to leave the interview. Um, we'd love to do a follow-up with you if you're, if you're available in that maybe a few months down the line, if you want to have another follow-up call, we'd love to do that if you're available.
1: Absolutely. Uh, we'd love to appreciate all that uh, you and Phil do.
0: Thank you very much. And uh, again, thank you for your time today. Uh, thank you much, Trey, uh, very much, Trey. And uh, yeah, I'll speak to you soon. Sounds good. Cheers. All right. Bye-bye.